Welcome into the Snapped Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluber, and I'm a former Division I athlete turned entrepreneur. I run my own fitness and nutrition coaching business, as well as a sports media brand that produces podcasts, sells merchandise, and creates exclusive paid content. The fun part is I don't really know what I'm doing as a business owner. I'm just figuring it out day by day. This show, Snapped, acts as an audio journal for my thoughts and ideas on fitness, health, business, mindset, and whatever else I find important on the pursuit to personal happiness and a balanced life. I hope you can take something from the show that makes your life a little bit better. And regardless, I'm just happy you're here. Let's have a day. Let's go. Welcome into the Snap Podcast. Last, I'm very excited. Last episode in this series. Uh, I thought maybe that more would arise, but I really do want to just keep it simple. Uh, and that is the goal of this, this, uh, this whole series. I just want to keep fitness and health as simple as possible in these four episodes on exercise, nutrition, supplements, and sleep. How do I break those topics down in a way that is most beneficial and most applicable to the general person who may come across this podcast or my stuff, my content? I really hope that for those who have been here for the previous three weeks, that we've taken something away from that. Maybe I've said something or given a advice or a tip or presented something in some certain way that it's really resonated with you. I hope to do that again today. And I think today may be the best of all. I imagine today will be the biggest episode of the series. And that's why I saved it for last. If you're just listening today, it doesn't mean that the other episodes were bad. I think I think I provided probably the best value of any podcasts I've done on the Snapped show in almost 150 episodes in the last three episodes. And I hope to sort of cap that off today where we talk about exercise, the most general and best advice for the average person out there to be fit through exercise. Okay. You may be in a spot where you're already exercising or you aren't exercising, or you have exercised, you've been in a rhythm in the past, and you're looking to get back into it after a time off for some reason or another. Maybe you're coming back from injury or pregnancy. We're on the heels of the holidays. It's actually the 31st as I record this. So we're all the way through January. Uh, flew by. Exercise is obviously important. We know that. As people, we know that. But why? Why is it important? We're going to dive into that for a quick second because I think it helps set the table to prioritize it. We know certain things in life that are just foregone conclusions. Exercise is good. Eating healthy is how you lose weight. All this stuff. Invest your money. But like, why are we doing it? What is the reason behind it? I think if we highlight that and we sort of go over that in just a little bit more detail, then the cliche sort of phrases, it'll help prioritize. Maybe it'll spark something in somebody to be like, damn, I should probably step up my game. So exercise is important <clears throat> because it's a stimulus. And our bodies, biologically, we've evolved to respond to said stimulus. So we adapt to th those stimuluses to then further become more efficient and better, assuming that we are presented those stimulus, stimuli, I think is probably the word, in the future. Okay, so how does this work with exercise? Well, 
if we do something that requires oxygen uptake and we start to breathe heavy and our muscles start to burn and we have to push something heavy or pick something heavy up, that signals to our body that we should morph into a being. We should somehow do some repairing, some reworking of the, of the, the system to then be better prepared for that activity the next time it comes around. That is essentially what exercise is, right? So two major exercise areas in the macro, in the big picture. We're either talking about cardio fitness, working on the lungs, cardio, or working on the muscles. And they definitely work together. Rarely are you going to find something that's only working one thing. In fact, you won't. When you're lifting weights, even if you're doing some huge one one rep max, there's still some small part of you that's uh, that that requires some cardio fitness for that. And on the other side of things, you're running, um, or cycling, or doing some crazy endurance cardio fitness. Uh, the only way that you're moving your body is the muscles on your body, right? Of course, the cardio system, the cardiorespiratory system is is the primary in that those long endurance bouts, but the muscles have to be efficient and well-trained to make you go. So both of those things, cardio and resistance training, uh, within each of those, there's a hundred categories, of course, right? You can CrossFit, kettlebells, powerlifting, Olympic lifting. I'm a cyclist, I'm a runner, whatever it may be. Um, but you're either improving your cardio fitness or you're getting stronger, right? And, uh, let's see the, the cardio fitness is your ability to basically use oxygen, fat mobilization and glucose to go long distances and clear waste products. Strength on the other hand is the ability to obviously, like we said, move your body through space or move external objects from point A to point B through a certain range of motion. That's it. That's what we're doing. Both of these measures individually have huge impact on all cause risk of mortality. In other words, of all the things that you could die from at any point in your day, your risk of that goes down significantly if you are well-versed in cardio fitness or strength. And when combined, especially when combined, they're one of the biggest predictors of life expectancy. Okay. So hopefully we're getting across why this is important. Further than that, people who rank highly amongst their peers in VO2 max, which is basically the scientific measure of your cardio ability and strength measures like grip and pressing and, you know, uh, leg strength are clearly shown to have a better health span, not just a lifespan, but a better health span, meaning the quality of your life in those later decades of your life. This is all, of course, in addition to the benefits of cancer and disease prevention that skyrocket when you're healthy and you work out. So great. You should work out. Everyone knows that. How do we simplify that so that you can wake up each week with a schedule that is sustainable and actually works towards increasing your fitness? How do we simplify this in 2024? What, what do we do? The biggest hangups are always going to be time, money, and direction. Direction in the form of 
what am I doing? What's the plan? What's the program, et cetera, right? Time, money, and direction. So my best advice is to address each of these from the macro before you ever start a routine. We need to have these sort of looked at and made sure that we've checked the boxes so that you know that whatever you're getting into is sustainable. If you get into something that's sustain that's not sustainable, you're wasting your time. All right. Two times per day, seven days a week. While for one, that wouldn't be uh, healthy for your body. That would be absurd for most people. They don't have that kind of time, right? Not sustainable. Hiring a personal trainer for many people for everyday sessions or finding some bougie, uh, you know, boutique, uh, fitness salon or fitness studio that's going to charge, uh, you know, out the end for, for classes or for training. It's probably not sustainable on the, on the budget for a lot of people. And similarly, if you head into the gym each day with no plan at all, and you just, Hey, I'm going to start on this machine and I'll just while I'm doing reps on this, I'll figure out what I'm going to go. That's going to become very unsustainable as well. Time, money, and direction. So what's the structure to figure this out? Let's start with time. How much time do you have? Be conservative, right? This is step one of figuring it out. When you start out, we need to, we need to cool, pump the brakes a little bit. How much time are you both willing and able to give to your fitness each week. Think about it on a weekly basis. And for many in the beginning, I would suggest a few hours. I think the minimum we should be doing is two hours. In fact, even the government and their regulations and recommendations are atrocious for most things, especially when it comes to fitness and health. But even they recommend 150 minutes a week of moderate activity or 75 minutes a week of vigorous. Most people aren't going to be doing vigorous. So let's just roll with the moderate 150 minutes. That's two and a half hours. I think two hours is good if you mix in some of that high intensity stuff in there. But we got to figure out how much you're willing and able to give each week. And maybe that will grow as time goes on. It's totally fine what you're able and willing to give, right? You're not going to be me. I'm currently, you know, for the last three to five years, I, at a minimum, am giving somewhere around seven to 10 hours a week. And I've had periods of time where I'm training for something specific, where the training ramps up towards closer to 20 hours a week. Okay. Most people don't want to give that much and can't give that much. As long as you're getting that two hours a week, don't worry, you're good. Again, that can change as time goes on. So let's say, for example, in today's episode, we just, we just decide, I have five hours a week to give and we'll work from there. You then, after deciding that number, need to decide what you're going to do. And that contains the location of your exercise, the format, and the specifics of your training. Is it the YMCA, Orange Theory? Are you going to go to a CrossFit gym? Are you going to work out at home? First, making that distinction is likely going to determine the money that you are investing into your fitness, notice I said investing and not spending because you're getting a return, a really, really great return on 
your time focused on fitness and health. But uh, that's going to determine a little bit, at least somewhat, the structure of how much money you're going to be investing into this. And it will also start to make more clear the training specifics. Group classes or Peloton or other very niche or specific things are going to pigeonhole you into specific routines and modes of exercise, which is fine. But that's a vast difference than if you're going to get a box gym membership at an anytime or 24 hour fitness or whatever it may be. And you then have the ability to walk in to a gym floor and decide whatever you want to do that day, cardio or lifting. Right. So we sort of start to have to choose what we want to do. Always feel free to mix and match that as well. This gives us the best chance at personalizing your own fitness. And again, the mess, the most personalization is going to result in the best sustainability. For example, I have a Peloton bike that I do once or twice a week. Wife likes it as well, but also tons of weight equipment and a rower and an air bike down here in my garage. That allows me to do a bunch of different things. And I also, once a week, try to utilize a CrossFit gym where I have a, a couple of buddies and that bigger space with more equipment allows me to do things that I can't do at home. So mix and match to the best of your ability. Maybe it's a membership to the YMCA so you have access to a pool so you can swim. So now go back to your time number. Again, five hours in this example. And here's how I would split that time. Again, best advice for the general person. I would split it 50-50. 50% of that's going to be spent on cardio. 50% of it's going to be spent on resistance training. In general, overall, from the big picture, half and half is great. You basically want to spend equal time on both. But then how do we break down now that two and a half hours of each in this example uh, each week? Within the cardio half, I would do 80% of that cardio at a very slow, low intensity zone two. We've talked about zone two before, you know, somewhere around 70% of your max heart rate, slow and easy, low and slow. It's like cooking a turkey, walking, jogging, incline on the treadmill, biking, very easy paced rowing or ski erg. Rucking also qualifies if you have a rucking backpack or, uh, or uh, you're, you know, you're, spent time in the military you're familiar with that for our example we do we'd be doing those activities two hours a week 80 percent of two and a half hours a week is two hours a week and that would leave us 30 minutes that two hours a week of the low and slow zone two type cardio is the base of your cardio ability think of this as like a triangle with the point at the top and you're trying to build your base of fitness you're trying to make it as wide as you can. That is the 80%, the low and slow. That leaves us again, like I said, 30 minutes for your high intensity work, higher heart rate. You're going up into, if you like the zone, zone four, zone five, you're finding 80, 85, 90%, maybe even more of your heart rate. It's going to hurt more, right? It's going to be way more uncomfortable and to some effect, that's why we're only spending one-fifth of our time here, of our total cardio. Sprints. Faster running, faster sprints on the rower, the bike. Intervals are generally the easiest way to do this. And using between you know one and six-minute work periods with longer periods of rest, one-to-one, one-to-two, 
so that you're recovered to go again hard. These don't have to be complicated, right? It's, it's really that simple. You're basically just choosing an interval of work and rest and you're going hard, as hard as you can. It takes a little bit of knowledge and, and uh, work and experience to understand, oh, how hard can I go on the rower for two minutes or four minutes? What if I switch to the bike and go for eight minutes? What paces can I sustain? It takes a little bit of trial and error, but effort is what we care about in that 20% of your cardio time. High intensity, trying to burn the house down. That is going to increase the, the height of your peak of that triangle. This is your peak fitness. You want a wide base and a high peak. Easiest one to do for me personally is a little four by four by four. You're going to work for four minutes. That is the highest sustainable pace you can go. You're going to rest for four minutes and you're going to do that four times. That right there gives you a 28 minute workout. There's your 30 minutes a week in this example. And I promise, regardless of what machine you do that on, or hell, you could just go run for four minutes, rest four minutes, four rounds. You're going to get a lot of fitness out of that structure. That's it. It's that simple for cardio. Base your cardio just like that. Now, there's a little bit more nuance for the lifting side of things just due to the fact that there's so many movements there's a couple sort of dialects of, hey, we could power lift. We could, you know, there's certain ways that we can get into this. What are you lifting for? Hypertrophy, muscle endurance, pure strength. But in reality, for the, for the general person, again, for this episode, trying to give the most general advice, this is the most simple way I've found to address it. And it's, again, I'm going to point you back. I mentioned it either one or two episodes ago to the Andy Galpin series on the Huberman Lab podcast unbelievable series. Uh, his best advice is the three to five method. And it really makes things simple. Here it is. You're going to pick three to five exercises a day. And in those three to five exercises, you're going to do three to five sets of three to five reps. And you're going to do that three to five days per week with it. It, it sounds so simple and like almost uh, like you know, elementary, but it, that system literally does work. Now I would, <clears throat> excuse me, I would suggest higher rep ranges. If we're going to get into the hypertrophy side, if you're really, really looking to, um, like grow muscle mass, get bigger muscles put on size, I would venture up into the eight, 10, 12 plus rep range. But for the rest of this, strength, muscle endurance, you can really get what you want out of this system for a very, very long time and continue to increase and improve. Again, three to five sets of three to five exercises, three to five reps in each set, maybe more if you're looking to, to push it a little bit. And you're going to do that three to five days a week. On the high end, what that could look like is you're working out five days a week. Every day you go in, you're doing five exercises. And for every exercise, you're doing five sets of five reps. Go do that. Go do that. If that sounds like not a lot to you, it's a lot. That's going to that's gonna end up being 25 sets of, uh, of movements. As far as picking the movements, you want to go all over the body. You don't want to be that guy who's neglecting the legs, 
So you're going to want to do legs, squats, lunges, deadlifts, presses, overhead presses, use dumbbells, use kettlebells, whatever you want. Core, shoulders, chest, hit every body part. If you're going three to five days a week, it should be pretty easy. Whether you're doing a full body split, you could do uh, on those, say you're doing five exercises a day. You could do five exercises for five different or one exercise for five different body parts. Or if you want to run a more of a traditional split, hey, a couple of those days could be the the arms or the uh, you know the back. A couple of those days could be legs. Throw in a little bit of core here and there on each day. It's plenty of volume to get in what you need to get in. And so in a, in a way, the, the lifting is that simple too. With both cardio and lifting, track your workouts, okay? Part of a sustainable plan is having a little bit of motivation to go somewhere or see improvement. And the only way you're going to do that is if you're writing down your workouts, writing down the sets, the weights, use a journal or a notebook, maybe even your phone. I'm sure there's plenty of apps that do it. I just use a document on my computer. And the way you want to progress and get better and see gains is obviously through weight, right? We always want to increase the weight we're doing. But on the lifting <clears throat> on the lifting side of things, you can also increase the amount of reps or sets that you're able to do with the same weight. Or you can decrease your rest periods between. Say you started one week and you did five sets of bench press with a specific weight and a specific rep range. You could go back and do the exact same thing, but the only thing you change is instead of resting for three minutes between each set, you rest for two minutes between each set. You have progressed. You have made gains. You have done more work in less time. You're now stronger slash fitter. You can vary, you can, you can uh, change all of those variables or just one at a time. And for a very, very long period of time, you can continue to make progress. So, on the cardio side, you know, same thing. You're looking at more distance within your intervals, higher wattage, you know, your average wattage or more calories in a specific time frame. And then along with that, obviously, uh, maintaining a specific pace or wattage at a decreased rest interval. And that's really it. The gold standard of this format is that you should always feel like you could do maybe just a little bit more. When you start to flirt with the overtraining and doing too much, your body is at an increased risk for injury. Your mind is at an increased risk for burnout. And those two things are not good. But most importantly, in that time, in that state, your body and your workouts will be diminished with intensity, motivation, the psycho, uh, not the right word for it, the uh, psychological connection, mind-muscle connection will not be there. You don't want to overtrain. So always feel like maybe you could do a little bit more. And that could increase over time. But always keep your, your barometer right there. You don't want to be leaving gains on the table. So 50-50 on the cardio and lifting, 80-20 within the cardio, three to five method on the on the lifting side of things it's all pretty simple if you have questions let me know i write an at home program that follows a lot of these these principles as best i can 
with only having a pair of dumbbells and your your body at your disposal. It's an incredible program that gets great results. And I laid that out pretty easily to follow on tylerkluver.com. TKG Training, it's on the screen as well. Join the squad, see if you can't make some progress. Hits a lot of those pain points as well too. Time, 30 minutes a day. Price, less than a dollar a day for your workouts. At home. Hit the DMs if you have any questions about any of this or if you'd like to explore private coaching. Always always offering that. And remember, your excuses are not valid. Go have yourself a day. We'll talk to you next week.